0: Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughan, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. Good night, Gordo. Yeah, I should be in bed long ago. Long ago. <laughs> it seems strange saying that as a greeting. Because it's always a farewell, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, that's it. Good evening. Yeah, good it's not evening, though. It's very yeah, much it's, night. It's are the you having the,
1: a good night? No.
0: It's the middle <laughs> of the night. Um, and here we are recording the podcast. And with us once again, Mr. Chris Kelly. How are you doing, Chris?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm all good. I'm all good. You all good? Having a good evening? Uh, yeah, I'm also eyeing up my bed, so I'm glad I'm only on for the start of this one. <laughs> I am
0: leaving as soon as we finish recording to go and see the new James Bond film at a midnight re- uh, midnight showing on opening night. So uh, I'll be one of the first people in the country to see it hmm. on general re- general release. This I was going to say this kind of feels like
1: the. Uh, the I'm Pretty sure there's an only excuse sketch where they moved the sports scene to almost like half past midnight. I think that there was some a couple of weeks where it started like that, and they're all wearing like those nightcaps. <laughs> like, Hello and welcome, and Charlie Nichols
2: is just sleep on the couch. Fantastic.
0: That's that, that's what this is. This is this is prime time. This is this is the time of day I love to be awake oh, and do things, and it's definitely when I work best. I'll, you know what? People listening to the podcast now, whatever time they listen to it ahead of the weekend, they'll be like, Andy sounds chipperer than usual. I yeah. suppose <laughs> it's, it's half past ten at night. He's just woke up. Yeah, exactly. Up. I, I'm, I'm just ready to get going. So to be honest, I on that, not
2: agree with you, but this is like the one day of the week I actually need to get in bed early. <laughs> oh, really? early. Early
0: start in the morning. Yeah, that's it. Cool, cool. Well, we'll crack on then and First up, as always, is reviewing last week's picks and how we got on. We don't hide from anything on the Trample Bet podcast. Um, and I will start us off with my banker last week, which was a solid win. Uh, Nagoya at home to Oita in the Japanese J-League. Odds of 3-5, to five, so a decent return for a banker. And they won one nil as the result of a seventh-minute goal. And they just quite comfortably saw the game out from there. Oita are bad. Second yeah. bottom of the league they're going to struggle against anyone. They don't create many, many opportunities. So a team like Nagoya that are incredibly good at keeping clean sheets and incredibly good at keeping their opposition limited to few chances, once they went a goal up inside the first 10 minutes, it was pretty much as good as done.
1: That's pretty decent. Uh, mine wasn't like that but was a winner Uh, this was Rosenberg versus Mjundalen Um, Rosenberg won this game 3-1 but I did get one of my least favourite things which is a 90th minute notification at 2-1 and
2: (laughs) And it's not
0: a full time you know
1: it's not a full full time it's not not a full time and it was it was 3-1 Rosenberg so Rosenberg uh, won that game they went off at 1-2 so good price there Ideal
2: Nice. Uh, well, unfortunately, I let the side down last week with my banker, uh, Claude Bruges, to beat OH Leaven. Um, Leaven had one shot on target and it was their goal in the first half. The game ended one each. Bruges managed to get one goal back but didn't manage to get the win. If you look at the stats, it's ludicrous this game. Uh, Bruges had six times as many shots, nine times as many shots on target, 70% possession, more than double the amount of passes. Fourteen corners to one corner for even, but they just happened to take the one opportunity. Uh,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a hard one, Chris, and it's just you get them sometimes. Yeah, um, and and it's your it's your first banker loss on the on the show, and it's unfair, isn't it? Like <laughs> the way that I, the way that you can because you can't call a game any better than that. But the nature no, of no, infor-
2: unfortunately isn't. games aren't won in paper. But that's uh, you know you you look at those stats and you say that's Bruges all day. As a wee side note, uh, Bruges then went on to beat your uh, Red Bull Leipzig in the Champions League. Uh, so <laughs> I, that was
1: the—that's what I was going to say. I was like, they—they they, they faced up against like eleven punters that, like, definitely are not of the quality of uh, Red Bull Leipzig. You know, had a shannon of a game and then go to like, right, okay, these guys are right good footballers. So let's beat them two yeah, one
2: away. Just beat them, yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting little side story with wipes I last year, I
0: think. Frustrating, frustrating.
2: But on to the value picks.
0: I was once again in Japan for Zaretsu osaka versus the Kashima Antlers. And you'll see I'm in the J League again for this week's picks in the second half of the show. So a lot of these teams will pop back up. I took an away win for the Antlers at odds of five to four. I thought all the value was was loaded in there and they, they won. 2-1 uh, away from home. It was a come-from-behind win where all the goals were in the second half. Um, but another value pick in for myself and very good odds of 5-4. to four. My value pick wasn't quite as good. Uh, this was Wolfsburg away at
1: Hoffenheim. Started very positively. Uh, although I was discussing this with Chris I don't know if I want teams to go up 1-0 anymore doesn't really doesn't do anything for me it's just um, welcome to my at, world they went off at 7-4 so the price drifted out massively <laughs> Massively for them. They went up 1 0 and then lost 3 1. It was rather frustrating because they were almost in at half time up 1 0 and conceded a goal 45 plus 3, which totally changes the game. Like, see yes. if that goal even comes at, right at the start of the second half. It's a different outlook as opposed to going in completely deflated at half time. Um, yeah, they lost that 3 1 to Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim are not good. Wolfsburg then tonight went on to draw one each with Sevilla. So uh, they made an eye on Europe midweek, but. Uh, Disappointing, disappointing. They've got, a
0: bit, they've got a very busy schedule, yeah. And I don't know if they do you think they have the, the squad dev to cope with that busy schedule, or yeah, because they're not or... making all the they're not making lots of subs or
1: anything. Like, it wasn't as if they were doing like Sevilla, are a good team, but they're not the they're not the force they were when they just strolled into the Europa League final every year. <laughs> like, they're,
2: yeah. they're, they're not that, but yeah, so value not in for me, and uh. Same for me. I had Borussia Dortmund against Borussia Mönchengladbach and ended for 1-0 for Mönchengladbach and I picked Borussia Dortmund. Um, not making any excuses. I did say that Haaland would be the player that would make or break it. So hopefully uh, people took my advice of her backing it as a single and waited for a team sheet because he picked up a very late injury the night before in training uh, and didn't appear in the game. Um, the one goal of the game was also a bit flaky. Uh It was more of a result of Borussia Dortmund having too many defenders back. The ball kind of ping-ponged off a defender, landed right at the striker's feet. So, um, yeah, lucky goal, missing Haaland, and the lost 1-0. And not them bitter about it, the Dortmund then also went on to win in their Champions League game. <laughs> so I think uh, when I return to the show, I'll just be avoiding all Champions League teams going forward.
1: You you should put you should get look at some more specs
0: in Scotland. I mean that's fine. It's for going on there, Japan. I see that's that's where you want to be, guys. That's where you want to be, and that's where I was for my outsider again. Sapporo versus Hiroshima. Um, I liked Hiroshima in this spot at odds of two to one, and they won two nil. Um, they they bookended the game a goal in the third minute and a goal in the eighty fifth minute um, for an outsider win for me. So that was three out of three for me on the regular banker value outsider pick and a very good week
1: I, Outsider, did not come in uh, I tried to game my own system which was to back against teams that I thought would probably win uh, I didn't go far enough uh, Ajaccio. Uh, versus Bastia versus Ajaccio. I'd taken this game as a draw and thought mm, Ajaccio will probably win this but it'll probably end up as a draw because Bastia would really shit the Bastia won the game 2-0 congratulations Bastia you have ruined me once again. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it was a bit of a bizarre game uh, in that what I wanted to happen definitely happened first, which was Bastia to take the lead because I thought Ajaccio would come back and and then get a goal and then it would be one of those played out draws where it was like possession stats were around the Louvain Bruges numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, not to be. Uh, Bastia went on a 1-2-0, so did, didn't get the outsider in there.
0: Those bastards. Um, this one. I can't believe Gordon has never said that Usually he's the one with the puns uh, Not Sweden related. sorry I'm PG
2: <laughs> Fuck off. Keep me clean, Keep me clean. <laughs> Well, I finally managed to get An outsider I picked St Mirren to beat Aberdeen At odds of 2-1 uh, The game looked a bit scrappy on paper St Mirren ended up going down 2-1 And and uh, staking the comeback After Aberdeen lost a player But if you actually watched the game, it wasn't A big comeback story, St Mirren looked pretty comfortable and Aberdeen looked pretty garbage, to be honest. Uh, Joe Lewis literally threw the ball away for St Mirren's first goal. Scott Brown being credited for Aberdeen's first goal was a bit generous. Uh, Did you see the goal at all? No, No, I haven't seen it. (laughs) It, Basically, it it was um, a cross. He jumped up for the header, was facing away from the goal and somebody headed the ball off the back of his heel. He had no clue. He wasn't facing the goal. He was not involved at all. So the fact he get credited for goals pretty funny. Um, shout out to Ronan from St Mirren, who has scored three goals and he's a hundred and twenty four game career so far and scored two goals in the game. Wow! To say, with those stats, I immediately backed him to get a hat trick. <laughs> Knock <laughs> knock trick. That's yeah, a great uh, pick, though, Chris. That
0: was a brilliant. Pick. Um it, it, it looked like a really exciting game as well. There was, there was plenty of stuff happening
2: in it. Yeah,
3: um, it was good.
2: It was good. And as much as I'm giving uh, Scott Brown stick, uh, Ramirez's goal for Aberdeen is one of the best headers you'll see this season. If you have not seen the highlights, so check out for that one.
0: Good for the podcast. That was two out of three outsiders in. Um, uh, both at two to one. So uh, excellent, excellent returns in the outsider section of the show. Took us on to the charity bet, which is a treble that we put on, tenor of our own money on a treble with one selection from each. My game started this at Saturday at 10am and it very much followed. It was my first pick of the week um, in terms of the four that I had. Um, and it very much followed on from last week. My team was 2-1 up and then there was a 90th minute equaliser and the game finished two each. And I thought, I can't take another, I can't take another week of this. Then it turned around and the other three went okay, but the, the charity bet was dead from the get go, um, yeah. and 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 I was I was party to letting it down, but I wasn't alone, was I? No,
1: uh, you're actually slightly mistaken. I'd let the charity down already. Bet already it's already on, dead on the Friday night, so don't feel don't feel bad about that. But I should feel bad about my pick because I was absolutely mugged off by this game. Uh, this was pal versus Dunkirk. Dunkirk have been awful, uh, yeah, so yeah. Dunkirk went up one 0 they then received a booking for the player ABA in the 29th minute. In the 31st minute, he got sent off. Great, right? So you think, great, how are going to come back into this? 10 men. In the 40th minute, Dunkirk managed to get a second goal. I was texting you and Chris being like, I'm on the reback. I'm on the reback of this. Great. So Pal got a goal back. Fantastic. Then they did what you do not do when you are... 2-1 down to a team who are shit and get another man sent off for your own team. Uh, so Powell went down to 10 men and then the game just petered out. Um, what was even more frustrating about it was the guy who got the the yellow card in the first half. So the guy who got sent off for Powell, he got a yellow card for petulance in the first half for kicking the ball away at the end of the half, like 45 plus three, like booting the ball into the stands. And then that, that did the whole game. So... If you're out there, A-Batisse, you are no longer on my Christmas card list. Um, but yeah, so it was let down on Friday night, but rather
0: spurious circumstances in the
1: French second division.
0: I was trying to help you out there after I'd had a good week, Gordon, and just emphasise, you know, I would have taken the hit for the charity this week. but
1: No. I, the, no. The, char- the charity died. It wasn't even, it wasn't a bad pick. They just were idiots.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I got my charity pick correct and I kind of wish I'd swapped it for the banker position Uh, but I was a lot more nervous about this game than Bruce game but at the end of the day I didn't need to be. It was Inverness, Cali Thistle to beat Queen of the South and they managed it with a 2-1 victory. Um, Cali were dominating the game, dominating possession, dominating the shots. Uh, Although Queen of the South equalised rather late on, I I felt pretty calm about it and sure enough, uh, Gardine for Cali Thistle scored the winner in the 81st minute and to be honest, they could have scored the third goal. The last 10 minutes, Cali were just in and around the Queen of the South penalty box, passing the ball about, controlling the game. It was a nice, easy one. That, uh, one Chris. That,
0: yeah, great, great. To it, after the start, usually the banker and the value are the two that you, you think you might get in. But you went to <laughs> well, for, got the hard got the hard one, the outsider, and then followed up with a charity. Was well, although, was I went,
2: that... although I went two for four, I was uh, more confident about the banker and actually the value pick. So they ended up in most markers, so it didn't go so well from that point of view. But you know, was that was that Mark Michael Gardine?
0: Um, uh, yes, you're talking about. Yeah, he told me to "fuck off" once. Uh, okay, Dun- I think it was I, Dundee, I like United. Him even more. <laughs> Dundee United against Hearts. He, he got subbed on um, in the uh, for for oh, who was it for Mark Miller, I think. The first thing he did was run into the penalty box, have a shot at an open goal from about 14 yards and put it over the stand. Not even the goal, over the stand. <laughs> and we were just we were just playing so badly. That the whole stadium was just deathly silent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get him off and get Mark Miller back
2: on. He just <laughs> turned around, located me in the stand. He just like, fuck you. <laughs> Well, when all comes Which, around, that's it. He's remembered that in his Spur the Body victory in stuff. <laughs> Which is, I think is totally fine. Like, if I'm allowed to shout at a player, he's
0: perfectly allowed to shout back at me. But, I think know, so. Like, you know, plus it's a good story. Um, so the charity bet, unfortunately, didn't come in. But overall, a, de- a decent week with a good spattering of, uh, of picks coming in and a couple of well priced outsiders as well. Chris, this is the, the last show you're doing with us for the time being. Yeah, taking a break. Um, Taking a break, but you will be back. So thanks very much for your efforts so far. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's been really good fun. Um, And those of you that are members of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon might possibly see Chris a little sooner than those that only listen to the show on the Sports Social Network uh, because we will have a baseball playoff um, episode for our our Patreons. We'll get you back on for that. So thanks again, Chris. Thanks very much. No worries. (laughs) and we'll see you soon and we'll see you soon we'll be back after this short break with the picks for the weekend ahead And so on to this week's picks, but before we delve into that, I'd like to welcome to the show our guest for this week, Mr. Joey Slensack. Joey, how are you?
3: Good. Hey, guys, how's it going?
0: Great. Very, very well indeed. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, Our Patreons and our active members of our Facebook groups will have seen your name and no doubt recognize it from, you've been a very active contributor with very good picks in the past. Um, so hopefully getting you on the show uh, to help spread the word, spread those picks out and, out and about. But for those that perhaps don't know you, maybe give us a couple of lines of introduction.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely have my moments. I wouldn't say I'm any kind of guru or anything. But uh, but no, I'm, uh, I live in Michigan. I'm in the United States. I'm not sure how many uh, U.S. listeners or viewers we actually have on Patreon. Um, but I'm over in Michigan um, on the west side of the state in Grand Rapids. I'm a greenskeeper. Over at uh, Cascade Hills Country Club. So I've been doing that for seven years now. Um, I grew up playing soccer. So it was kind of a natural transition. Um, I was never really good enough to go anywhere with soccer. They actually stuck me in net for the first 10 years of my life. Um, So being that I'm five foot five, it makes it a little interesting. (laughs) Um, But no, I I love the sport. I love watching it. I love uh, going to the games when I can. I've got my. uh, DCFC hat and jersey on. Um, every now and then, when I'm on the east side of the state, um, I like to go to uh, go to the local games.
1: Decent man, I, that. That. I like it. I like that Two thirds of this uh, podcast this week are goalkeepers because uh, Andy is also and uh, mm-hmm. also a goalkeeper, uh, which is concerning. I didn't think there was more than like. I don't know. Does I, anyone, you're right. You're right about that when you were like, they stuck you in nets. That's we, But people get put in nets. No one no, voluntarily you you
0: choose, goes. You choose, you choose to go in nets because it's the most important position. It's like being a catcher at baseball. You, you see the yeah. whole game. No one else sees the whole game. Ball's never behind you. Well, Exactly. Thanks for the intro, Joey. Um, that's brilliant stuff. Obviously, golf fan as well. Uh, I take it. Rather than, yep. are you one of these one of these guys that doesn't uh, mix his trades with his pleasure.
3: Oh, well, so that's how it started for me. Uh, it's kind of how I got into it. I started getting into golf about high school, uh, senior year. And then I was like, Oh, well, might as well work at the course and get free golf. Um, Brilliant. and I kind of fell in love with it that way. And as I've kind of moved up, I've, uh, taken on a little more responsibility and don't necessarily get to play quite as much as I would like, but, Anytime I'm out there, I'm always trying to have as much fun as I possibly can.
0: Well, congratulations on a, a fantastic win for the United States of America team against Europe in yeah. the, the Ryder Cup yeah. last weekend.
3: It was uh, a was, tremendous,
0: was tremendous watch.
3: Yeah, that was that was a great tournament.
1: It was pretty pretty good. We were we were remarking on my favorite part of it was when uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, got booed by the crowd for putting his driver away and he picked out his three wood and he's like, I'm still going for the green, don't give me shit.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh his 400 and whatever it was yard five to 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 then have 70 yards in a par five was incredible. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not really, fair. It's no, it's not he's he's playing a different course. Let's put it that yeah. way. He's, played a, he's played a different course to everyone else. But anyway, enough of the golf. Great to have you on the show, Joey. And you will join us now in our picks for the weekend ahead. Uh, normal setup, guys. Banker value, outsider picks, and then one pick from each of us to go on a charity treble. And I shall lead us off with the banker picks for this weekend in Japan in the Japanese J1 League on Sunday at 5.30 in the morning UK time. I'll stress that because Joey's on the show and you might think it's Eastern time. So.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm afraid. Of football. I, I know the deal.
0: <laughs> it's it's UK time and it's fractional odds.
3: Oh, uh, that's where you might lose me a bit.
0: <laughs> so it's Avispa Fukuoka against Shimizu S Pulse. Um, and Fukuoka really surprised basically everyone with their performances after being promoted from the J2 League. Um, Into the J1 league this season. They're currently eighth in a 20 team league uh, after 30 games with 46 points, while Shimizu are in 15th place with only 29 points. Um, Avispa have been really solid at home this season, 28 of their points from 15 home games, and Shimizu only have 15 points from their road games. The thing that I really like about this pick and and why I think this pick is now a banker is form-wise, Fukuoka are behind only top of the table Kawasaki Frontale in the five-game form table. They have just been brilliant recently. 13 points from the last five matches, scoring 11 goals, conceding only once, which is amazing for a team that's new to the division. Shimizu's form, a lot less impressive. Only four points. We've scored four times. They've conceded 10. That's that minus six goal difference there across the five games. Earlier in the season, the sides drew two each. And the game was played at Shimizu Stadium. Now, a Fukuoka win here is six to four, which I think represents huge value in itself. However, for my banker bet, I'm going to take the double chance on a home win or a draw. So a Vista, Fukuoka or draw. Which you'll get at two to five. Now, they've only lost once in their last 11 matches. I don't think their next loss is going to come against Shimizu S Pulse at home. So, two to five for the home win, draw, double chance. They only, uh,
1: conceded, they've only conceded one goal in that five game stretch. <laughs> I, know sport, I, I, know, I, I know, I said that. I know, I know. just went on to have a look at it there. And uh, my other fun as Vipa Fukuoka fact is um, their main striker, uh, Delgado, is an ex arts mm-hmm. player.
0: Yeah, It's incredible The people you find Popping up Or popping out Of the, the J-League uh, yes. um, is, is wonderful Well that destruction Of Sagan Is enough for
1: me To take them At any point You know 3-0 Is comfortable And Shimsu Are worse Or Correct. about the same As you know, Sagan Saga Tosu So let's just do Another 3-0 Maybe maybe this time They can score A couple more Before half time Put it to bed I mean,
0: early I'm- I would say if you know if people are listening to this, the six to four for a home win is huge. It's just for the purposes of picking a banker bet, and I think this game's absolutely safe that they do not lose. But the six to four is a great bet as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Good. Well, I'm taking this to more familiar shores um for this one. And for my banker pick, I'm gonna take PSG away at wrong. Now, what undid me, I think last week was Champions League football. And this week I think Champions League football is going to do me really, really well. And the reason I say that is uh, if anyone watched PSG's performance against Man City midweek, they looked good. And they looked like they, they've, they've kind of come on to something. Messi settled in, he's got his first goal. Hopefully the first of many for PSG. But the main thing I like about this is PSG get two extra days rest than ahead of wrong. Wrong have to play tomorrow night. Uh and in Holland, Vitesse, so they're away to Vitesse, PSG will be back now, they'll be resting, they've got two days, you give me two days rest ahead of another team, you know, and I will always take it, especially when it comes to the calibre of PSG, they both haven't had very far away trips, I'll give you that, you know, at Holland, not, not, not difficult to get to, to be honest, however, I really like PSG in this spot, Their history against Rome is what's making this price larger as well. They have struggled against them in the past with one each draws and various different bits, but I think they're clicking into gear now and I can see PSG winning this one comfortably. You'll get them at three to five or six to 11 here, which is quite a big banker price. Um, But you you line up that front three against uh, a team that's a bit knackered and they're not going to do well. So PSG
0: away from home against Rome, six to 11. I like it. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, in the domestic league, there's very, there's going to be very few times that I think anyone argues with a PSG selection. Yeah. it's They're generally one to seven though. So like yeah. that's getting at good odds for once. So six to 11, huge, absolutely yeah. massive. Joey, what have you got as your, your banker pick for the weekend? What's, What's going to really steady the ship for you, get you off to a winning start?
3: Uh, there's a little bit of hoodoo around this, uh, but I'm going to bring it even closer to home for you guys, uh, to the EPL. I've got Manchester United versus Everton here on Saturday. I'm going to kick things off nice and early. Um, I like over one and a half goals. It's not, nothing crazy. Really nothing crazy. Um, but I don't, I don't know. United's defense just doesn't seem to really have settled yet. Um, they've conceded in seven of nine games so far this season. Um, they've seen both teams to score. Um, they're averaging three goals a match at home versus two match, two per match away. Um, Everton are averaging 3.3 goals per match at home versus three away. Um, I, I don't know. They, United have the firepower, obviously with Ronaldo and Bruno and Jaden Sancho. And Marcus Greenwood or Mason Greenwood.
1: Mason sorry. Greenwood, yeah.
3: Um so they could easily score two goals themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. Everton are gonna be missing Richarlison, and they might be getting DCL back, Dominic yeah. Calvert lewin Um, which I think only furthers this. It kind of helps the case. Um he's kind of kind of a potent striker. Um, granted, coming off of an injury could be some give him some time to readjust, but I think Everton are more than capable of uh, kind of pegging this back. The uh, the one blemish on their last five games um, was right after Richarlison got injured. Um, so they had DCL and Richarlison out and they lost three, nothing away to Villa. I mean, you're playing with pretty much a pretty changed sub in terms yeah. of the attacking ability. But the interesting part is they didn't really lose the XG battle by that much. It was 0.97 to 0.9. So even though they lost three nothing, I mean they were still creating plenty of chances,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
3: with Solomon Rondone as your main striker. <laughs> your main
1: striker. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not Talked great.
3: Last <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. This it, this seems like a nice easy one. I re- I really didn't want to overthink it. There were probably maybe two or three bankers that I probably could have thrown in there just to kind of get slightly better odds or maybe throwing a John Walker special of uh, one to five.
0: <laughs> um, but over, no. over 0.5 goal
2: kicks. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, as a United supporter, I'm absolutely buzzing about that uh, 2-1 win in the uh, Champions League just now.
0: Yeah, I and come I from behind the, uh, as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, and that, yeah. They're it's not a good really t- quite there defensively. No, it's Villarreal were just tearing them apart on the counter attack. Um, Everton have some pacey wingers. I I, I didn't want to overthink it. Manchester United over one and a
1: half. I think. I think you'll get this in the first half. I think. Yeah, it's both teams love both scoring and conceding goals, especially. I mean, Everton played that cup game against QPR a couple of nights ago or a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, and it was it was two each at full time, and that's you know QPR's. Front line contains Lyndon Dykes, the Scotland striker, who's not been fantastic. <laughs> so, like, if he can if he can get in about it, uh, I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to bet that Ronaldo's got a better chance. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great pick, and, and at one to four, that's a good price.
3: Yeah, one to four, two at seven, Um
0: oh, at three six at, five. At yeah, three six five just now, which is even better, even better as a price. So. Big...
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I was genuinely surprised that it was that high.
0: Yeah. No, I like it. like the pick a lot, and three solid bankers hopefully get us off to a winning start for the weekend. On to the value picks where we try and find something um probably usually around even money that we that we think has a good shot of coming in, slightly higher than 50% shot. Um, and I'm in the Japanese J1 League again Sunday at 8 a.m. UK time this time, and it's an Oita game once again. So it's no surprise. I'll be packing whoever the hell they're playing. And this week it's Serezzo Osaka who I actually um backed to lose last week and they the obliged and lost and this week I'll be backing them to win away at Uita and you'll get them at 11 to 10. Um, so Uita are just a really poor team. they're really struggling. They're second last in the J, in the J League, only two points ahead of bottom Place Yokohama FC. They get 21 points from 30 games, scored 20 goals but conceded 48. So over double what they're scoring. Uh, Siretso Zaka are in 11th spot, and they are the absolute definition of mid-table. They have 39 points from 31 games. They've scored 40. They've conceded 41. Like They're a bang average team in this league. But the interesting thing form-wise is Siretso Zaka's results away from home. So not their overall form, which is patchy, but their away from home form. Their last five away games have been four wins and one loss. So Zaka also won this fixture the last five times it's been played by a combined scoreline of 7-0. So they've got form um, away from home recently. They've got form recently in beating Oita. They haven't conceded a goal to them in the last five games. Oita um, actually haven't scored against Zaka in the last six head-to-heads, dating back oh. to 2019. So over even money, 11-10 to 10 for a Ciretso Zaka win here represents plenty of value in my eyes. Definitely enough for a, you know a decent single on it.
1: Yeah, I was having a look at that pick earlier on. The only weird result they got was, I think you'd backed them at Shonen one week, at lose to Shonen one week, and they, they beat them in a total freak result. The rest of them have been draws and losses, and the draws have come with absolute crap.
0: Like, they've been yeah. playing against other teams that you'd religiously back against. So, yeah. it's a good it's a good pick in there. I mean, the, the Shonen game, is one of those ones that, that Joy was mentioning a second ago about, you know, the ex-goals battle. Yeah. It just having a weird everything you touch turns to gold for one game yeah. you get you get a freak 3-0 scoreline um, but it doesn't happen very often for Uita and Serezo and Zaka should, should be able to roll them over quite easily here
1: Yeah I, I like that well I am going to for our value trip I'm going to start me and Joey's trip to Turkey this weekend <laughs> um, so I'm going to start that with uh, the value pick in my section is Gestepe versus Gersunaspor now uh, these are two teams that you would not have heard me back in in the previous weeks or anything. Or even last year, you know, I generally stuck to Fenerbahce or Galatasaray are one of the better-known teams in Turkey. However, this is a battle for 18th versus 19th. The reason that I think this is value is that 18th place has scored seven goals and conceded 11. 19th place has scored two goals and conceded nine. Now, if you look at that to start with, you think, right, well, maybe you don't have much to go on there gestepe have lost the teams that are right at the top of the table. They lost 2-1 to Galatasaray after taking the lead. They lost um to sport 2-0 and they lost to Alte 2-1. Now Alte are the surprise team in the Turkish league this year um being third position after getting prom- after you know been doing nothing for a few years. They they're now doing a decent. They're in one point behind Fenerbahce and Trabzonspor, more familiar names. Um Gersun Gersunspor haven't been doing as well, and they haven't been doing as well because the results they've had have been against teams right down the bottom. Alanya Spor, um, Konya Spor, they they just haven't been doing very well in their last in their last twelve games they've played. They have drawn three, lost nine. Like they've been doing very very poorly. They're not having a good run of it. Whereas Gastepe have been doing pretty decent. You know the. the in comparison to some of their rivals here. So I am going to take Gustepi to beat Gersun Spor. They are 10 to 11. You can get the best price at. And I know it looks like 18th versus 19th, but I think that is a slightly rude comparison, considering it's five points versus two. You know, Gustepe <laughs> have got a win this season. Gersun Spor hopefully will not have one after this weekend. So 10 to 11.
3: Yeah, I, I was definitely kind of looking at that one. It's that sort of both to score maybe over one and a half, kind of sneak that in as a banker. Yeah, and then yeah. But no, oh, that's. I think you've got that spot on.
1: Well, well, we'll hope so. We'll be back next week to talk about them anyway. So you'll be able to okay. with that. <laughs> um, so what have you got for us, Joy? What's what's your bank? what's your value this week?
3: So for my value, I'm going to take a trip to Belgium. Uh, kind of close with Antwerp. Hosting Ghent. Um, We've got Antwerp sitting in fourth place, scoring 19 goals, conceding 13, sitting on 17 points. Whereas Ghent is 13th place uh, with 11 points, scoring 16 and conceding 12. A lot of this is going to be based on historical head-to-head and uh, some home versus away splits. Um, But ultimately, I mean, form just has to be the deciding factor here. Uh, Antwerp sit top of the five game form table with 13 points, uh, scoring 11, conceding six, whereas Ghent sit on seven points, scoring 11, conceding seven, um, Antwerp actually though, have been unbeaten since their little hiccup in the beginning of the season where they lost their first two games, racking up five wins and two draws. Um, they've also got the top scorer in the league, Michael Frey, and I mean, this guy's just kind of an animal he's uh he's, he's starting to reach that holland level i'm not gonna
1: you're not gonna I tip him to be the that. next holland don't, but don't you know
3: me on that. but <laughs> uh but he's picked up he's scored 11 goals in nine games including five goals away to standard liege which granted they're, they're not the standard liege of old, but
1: i you mean, know there's they're still there's still a team bold. you recognize you know it's not it's not some guys playing in a I park you know i
3: have yeah. He single-handedly won that five-two. I mean, it's it's mad. He's only score, or he scored in seven of nine total and three of four at home. Right now, he's even money. That's kind of a little side thing if you want a little flutter. But I, I mean, that just seems like free money in my opinion. But we like that. Not, that's not we, the, we uh, like
0: free money. Big fans. <laughs> not the
3: tip. Not the tip, though. Um, I was actually looking at this possibly as my charity mm. um, or. Yeah, we'll just leave it at charity. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was looking at this for both to score, actually, um, just because Antwerp has seen both to score in six, five of the, or four of the last five in the league, three of their last four in, at home. Jet uh, has seen both to score in four or five as well. It's hit in six of the 10 times these sides have met recently and four of the five times Antwerp has hosted. I mean, this, Seems like it's going to be both to score. Um, however, I just don't trust Gent's away form. They, they've been kind of dodgy. Uh, in the league, they've got, let's see, what was it? 11 points. Guess how many they picked up at home?
1: I'm going to go with, you've, you've set it off this seven, maybe eight?
3: 10 of 11.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: They've, Substantial. They've made 10 of 11 points at home. Um, away from home, I don't know what's, what's going wrong with them, but I mean, even in the Europa league, they're not blowing out teams that they should be blowing out. They're winning one nil. Granted, there's probably a little bit of rotation there, but in the league, really, um, they've conceded five while only scoring two goals in, uh, they're facing top of the home for home form table. Um, or no, they are top of the home court table. Ten points, scoring fourteen, conceding seven. Uh, most notably, a six-one win against Bruges. Um, but it's a good, story it's a good, ahead.
1: it's a good, it's a good pick in there. Both of them are playing midweek, uh, so both of them are playing. Uh, obviously, Antwerp are playing uh, against Frankfurt uh, tomorrow night, uh, but so are Gent-, Gent. are playing against Flora, uh, so they both get European ties. Games like that are games where teams are tired as well, lead to goals from sloppy defending because attackers still put the ball in the net. Defenders have got miles more to track. So I think, I think it's a, a, a decent pick in there. So what are you getting at? What's the...
3: But so, yeah, so it's a little dicey with the... Uh, I tried to go fractional odds for you guys to make it a little easier. <laughs> That's okay. You, you go but decimal. We're, we're You able go to, decimal. We're yeah, yeah. To, we, we'll, we'll transfer that across. But so I really liked uh, the minus... handicap. Okay.
0: Asian handicap. Um,
3: And so that's kind of why it falls into the value section. Um, They've got it at 27 over 20. Um, Okay. Okay. So yeah, almost 64. uh, I think I saw it at 23 over basically 2.3 on bet 365. Um, What I like about that versus like the draw, no bet is because you get the draw, no bet um, just shy of evens. I think Mm -hmm. it was 19, 19 to 20 or something like that. Nine to 10 kind of in that range. Um, mm-hmm. But from my understanding with the Asian handicaps, say they draw, obviously if they lose, it loses, um, but they draw it, cuts the cuts the bet in half. And then yeah. just multiplies that by the initial.
0: After odds. stake.
3: Um, yeah. So given that it's a plus money, essentially 2.3, um, you're getting five times, say you're betting 10 bucks on it. You're getting five times 2.3. So you still make out with that extra five times 0.3. Mm-hmm. At least if I did my math right.
0: We'll, we'll like trust it. you, Joey. We'll trust like you. We're not, we're not big Asian handicap I bettors over works. here. I, but. I,
3: I, I just kind of looking into it, but no. Versus like the draw no bet where you're saying, yeah, you're getting your 10, 10 back, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you, you like that powerful.
1: bit bit of, ex, bit of extra spice in there, and the fact that I think that I like about it as well that your bet is basically two layers to it. You're like, well, if you draw, you still get something back. You don't go away with nothing. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like it in there. And uh, I mean, and again I have not been good away from home. They lost to recently promoted teams in various different bits. So, yeah, let's 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 hope it comes in.
3: Granted, they, they did have a goal chopped off in their last loss, so it could have been a one-one draw, but. It's, yeah, it, none of it makes sense. It,
1: they also missed a penalty in that game, but they still missed it. So that's the point. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, I, Antwerp should be slightly favoured.
0: I, yeah. I get it as a pick, I'm, yeah. Oh, it's nice. On to the outsider picks, where we try and find something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog and we think has a decent chance of coming in. I hit mine last week in Japan, staying in Japan for this week. Sunday at 7 a.m. in the J1 League. Kobe versus the Urawa Red Diamonds, and I'll take an away win for Urawa at odds of two to one, which is which I think is is too big um, for the actual likelihood of it happening. Kobe are good, Urawa are good. There's there's no denying these these are two good teams playing against each other. They're almost exactly the same in the league. They're tied on fifty four points from thirty matches. They're fourth and fifth in the table respectively by virtue of goal difference. I like the Red Diamonds here for two reasons, form and price. So Urawa have taken 13 points from their last five games. Kobe have only taken seven, so the form favours the Red Diamonds just now. And I can't help but feel part of this is probably down to Kobe losing their main goal threat, Furuhashi, to Celtic back in July. To emphasise how important he was for them as a goal-scoring threat, he still sits second in the J League's top scorers' table. One goal behind first place. Wow. He hasn't played since July in that league. That's He's incredible. Scored 15, 15 goals up to then. So it's it's no wonder for me that, that Kobe can sometimes struggle um to create chances. Recent head-to-head results have also gone the way of Uruwa. The last four meetings of the sides have been three Uruwa wins and one draw. So bearing all that in mind, two-to-one is too big a price for me on two teams that are pretty evenly matched and one that maybe isn't quite as potent as it used to be. So I'll take, I'll take the away win at the big price on the form team. Uruwa Red Diamonds, two-to-one. Now, anytime you pick Uruwa Red Diamonds, I reference the fact that
1: Uruwa Red Diamonds are a team that can just pull things out of the hat. So I really hope that this is the week that they want to do it. Now, was there not a time period where you backed the Urwa Red Diamonds to lose, they won. To draw, they won.
0: To win, they lost in a three-week period. So that's... Uh, A couple of years ago. Yeah, they were were very frustrating because they could beat the best teams in the league and then the next week go to the second bottom of the table team that haven't scored in weeks and get turned over 3-0. Yeah, But they're not like that anymore. They've been very solid this season. They're right up there, um, you know, tied fourth in the league behind okay. three very, very good teams. So it's going to be a hard game. It's two very good teams playing against each other. But for the big price on offer and the fact the form favours them and recent head-to-heads favour them, I think you'd be mad looking at this game and backing Kobe. Yeah. I, I no. don't know who's doing that around even money. That's the
1: People who, people
0: who know on. three Japanese teams, that's...
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Only, only thing I'll add on that is uh, Kobe just played Kawasaki Frontal uh, Today. podcast this morning. They were yep. up 1-0 at halftime. I ended up losing 3-0. I,
0: now, that, that's a very interesting thing because I was looking at that this morning. And if you look at Kawasaki's games, they don't score in the first half recently, almost ever. So I was actually contemplating, what about Kobe to be leading halftime, Kawasaki to win the game? And my God, they went and did it. I didn't back it. That's maybe something to look out for, for Kawasaki Frontale tail That would have been, been side there. Spicy. Yeah, that would have been really, very <laughs> spicy.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was look. I was looking at Kawasaki uh, on the 1x2 one, one X two, um, right at halftime in the double chance. I mean, double chance was actually hanging around evens. I mean, it's like, wow. really? Really? Okay.
0: I wish I'd seen that.
3: I I, 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 I would have been all over play. it. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Next
0: time, always post.
1: Um, I, now I know. Now you know. Now you know. You, that's it. Um, so I'm for our, our outsider, my outsider this week. I had a couple of games that were wouldn't officially have been classed as outsiders. They were just a really good price. So I had to go with a purebred outsider in this one. Uh, and I'm taking Bologna at home to Lazio. Now, Lazio are above them in the league. Uh, Lazio are in eleven points. Bologna are in eight points. And they're actually um, only separated by the three. But in the Italian league, it's been so close this season that that's sixth to eleventh. So you know, there's obviously not that many games been played. We're only six games in. But yeah, Bologna at home are, are 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 pretty decent. They have they're sixth in the the form table for home. They've played three home games. They've got seven points from them, which is pretty decent. Lazio away. They've played their their three games. They've got four points from them. Scored four, conceded four. So they've not been they've not been firing all cylinders. Bologna have beaten Lazio in this exact spot before. The last time they played in February, they won the game two 0 against Lazio. Um, they're finding a bit of form at the moment. They obviously have uh, someone we are very familiar with, Andy, up front uh, playing from them just now. Um, in the in Milovic is that his name? I, I'm trying to remember if I've, I've got the correct guy. now. this this would be this would be the um, Arnautovic. Sorry, not Milovic. Milovic. It's um, Arnautovic playing up top. <laughs> um They were they were unlucky not to win their last game. They drew two each with uh, they drew to each with Genoa in there, and they conceded a they conceded an 89th minute penalty, and then got someone not on the pitch sent off. That was Milovic. That's what I was getting. That's what I was getting from. So. I like, I like Bologna in this spot. They've, they've been pretty good at home, obviously. Um, they haven't played anyone of the calibre of Lazio. I and mean, when they have played the teams the calibre of Lazio, they've lost heavily when they've been playing away. This is the first time they've had to play a top team at home. And I can see them getting a result here. If you look at the two, the last two times they've played at home uh, against Lazio, it's been 2-0 and 2 each. So they don't get rolled over by them. It's a, it's a tight game. And at 11-5, I fancy them. And now this is the final key point I will give you. Lazio, have got to play mid uh, midweek against Lotomotive Moscow. What are Bologna doing? They're at training, resting. So <laughs> I am going to take them a knackered Lazio to play against uh, Bologna and lose eleven to five.
0: Bold, it's very bold. going against Lazio, but hey, your prerogative, your pick. So, I'm just, uh, I, I've I've been done by them before, so I would I would rather
1: I would rather be on the right side of a doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joey, what have you got in the outsider column?
3: So in the outsider column here, I'm gonna gonna join Gordon in Turkey with uh, Yeni Malatya Spor. Yep. Facing off against Hatiaspor. Spor. Um, I like Yeni or not Yeni um, Hatya Spor plus both to score at three point seven five.
0: Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's uh, definitely a little speculative. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for any both to score line. Um, to be fair um, in my defense um, anytime you can wrap them both up together for spicy, spicy odds like that. Yeah. I'm all on board. Again,
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so the interesting part with this uh, is most of the meetings they've met 10 times before. Most of them have been in lower divisions in the second and third divisions of Turkey. Yeah. Um, where overall Yeni has won six of 10. Um, but five of those were back in the day.
0: Um, like proper back in the day,
3: proper, back well, relatively back in 09 to uh, 2014. Um, okay. so quite, Re- back in the day for me, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I was about to say quite
0: uh, recent for me back in the day for you and Gordon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, they, um, sport just came off a loss at home to Fenerbahce. We were leading the league. I, I don't think there's any shame in that, no. but last season in their first season coming up, they were fifth in the league. Um, right now, they're fifth in the league. Uh, whereas Yeni are seventeenth. Um, Hoti Sport have scored fourteen goals and co- only conceded six, two of which were to Fenerbahce. Um, whereas Yeni's Yeni's uh, scored seven and conceded fifteen. I think I forgot to write the rest of that down. <laughs>
1: no. um, they are the Yeni, i mean they've got inverse records it's it's if their last 5 games <laughs> hatch a sport of 1 4 lost one Yenny yeah, have lost four one one. And the one they won was their fifth game back. So they lost the last four in a row. And they've lost they lost to good teams. They've lost to bad teams. They've lost everyone in between. But they do score goals in those games. <laughs> um, so I see where Joey's coming from here. I, it's a it's a good pick. I
0: looked at Hatchispor as one of my picks this week. This is why Did I know you? this. So you're, yeah. you're already backing this up. Um, um and, and you <laughs> like the both teams to score added aspect of it.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so glad. Uh, I've got someone on my side for this one. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, they're just so free scoring. They've got three guys with three plus goals this season, two of which were signings this summer. Okay. Um, whereas they've had five plus guys that they've signed this summer, start every single game this mat or this season. Um, that to me says that they're signing players with intention. Um, it's, it could go somewhat dicey where it's maybe like a one nil, two nil to Sport, just because Yeni are kind of unpredictable. They'll, they'll get a zero nil loss to spore but then lose three, four to Kargumruk. Yeah, um, That was an odd one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to think they're a little bit better than that. nil one or no one it suggests. Um, and Looking back at the uh, the historical head to head, they both saw both the score in both of the matches last season. With Yenny picking up the odd win um, away mm-hmm. from home, so I, I think one one is pretty likely. And then I, I like Hot Sport to go on and uh, grab a winner.
0: Excellent. Odds of two point seven five to one. That's that's okay. Um, doesn't, need to come, doesn't need to come in that often to break a, you know to break even and make a profit on that. So. As a pick, I like it. Three, three solid outsiders. It's um, just, just to round off uh, Joey's pick there as well.
1: Um, it's Mama Duf, who's their top striker, Hatchesport, ex Man United and Stoke. So, uh, I, I mean, he, he went Man United, Blackburn, Hanover, Stoke. That's a shit transition, isn't it? I'm glad he's in oh, Turkey now. Like, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, it's gonna... definitely less than ideal, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Hatchesport are on the rise. He. Uh... Gotta show some love to
0: the... Uh, the oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it, I'm up for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main picks from this week's podcast. Now on to the charity Treble. Uh, £10 of our own money, a selection from each of us. Any returns from the bet goes to a charity of our choosing. Um, my game, I don't know where it comes in the chronicle order of things, but I'll start us off at maybe the last leg. Sunday at 7am in Japan in the J1 League. Hiroshima versus Nagoya. Um, third place Nagoya who have been brilliant against mid-table 10th place Hiroshima Nagoya are just better they're higher in the table, they're better in the form table, they've won the last two meetings between the sides albeit they were home games for Nagoya at the time Nagoya's last 12 games they've been 12 wins in a draw eh, sorry, Nagoya's last 12 games 10 wins, 2 draws you know, they've not, they've not, they're not losing games Mm-hmm. Um, I fancy them to win this game and they could easily have been my outsider to do that because you'll get them at 2-1 to one, so that's huge but for the charity bet I'll take the double chance option lock in that insurance to the draw for a team that, that don't lose and are just better than Hiroshima so double chance option of Nagoya or draw and the odds um, and the odds you'll get there I think are 6-11 to 11. so mm-hmm. that's pretty decent Decent for a charity pick I will uh, finish off my enjoy's trip to
1: Turkey um, this week and I'm going to take Galatasaray away at Rhesuspor. This game will probably be the last because it's a Sunday one. Um, Rhesuspor are absolutely awful. Uh, Galatasaray are mid-table. Rhesuspor have picked up one point from their first seven games. They've scored four goals and conceded 16. I shouldn't need to tell you anything about Galatasaray after that. Uh, any team can beat this mob. Um <laughs> And I fancy Galatasaray to do that. Galatasaray have got um, Galatasaray have got a midweek game to play, but I don't think that's going to stand in the way of them here. And you'll get them at what I consider the rather spicy odds of five to seven. So yeah, Joey, what are you rounding off the charity bet for us with?
3: So I'm going to take a trip to Austria here. I nice. uh, kind of switch up a bit. Um, I like Reed versus Klogenfurt. Um, I like both teams to score. Nothing special. Um just pulling up the uh odds here. No problem. Um, yeah, in the five game form table both sides are separated by 2 points um and a plus 5 goal differential in uh in its favor. But I think a lot of that comes down to uh Reed's away form actually. Um where they've had a minus 11 goal differential not, not pretty plus, you know, it's uh, it's it's not ideal for sure um, but they've seen both to score in let's see
1: they've had, they've had plenty of both teams to score in the last, last four games they've played have been both teams to score for Reed and the same with Klagen for there's been the last four out of the last five games have been both teams to score so this has both teams to score written all over it
0: yeah hey, that's good I, enough for me if you're if you're both yeah. saying if you're both saying that's the pick.
3: Yeah, no, the thing for me, both uh, both meetings at Reed last season, or back in 2019, actually, uh, both to score, Klagenfurt win one three. Um, yeah, I don't know. Both to score, nothing crazy.
0: Excellent. And you'll get that at four to six um on the uh UK fractional prices, which means a treble ten pounds we will return somewhere between 40 and 50. It's me it's putting
1: so, it on this week since I embarrassed the charity bet last week, which is, uh, yeah, by my by my team's just deciding to have a fucking fight instead of a football match. <laughs>
0: hey, um, mine, didn't, yeah. mine didn't win either. Yeah, so oh, hopefully the two of us can reverse our form and uh, Joey's both teams to score shout mm-hmm. comes in as well and we've got 40-odd quid for a charity next weekend. Thanks very much, guys. The picks there Wow, we took we took everyone even more around the world than normal it felt.
1: Yeah, I would guess so. It's 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 certainly nicer climbs than Chris is picking, which is generally Paisley and the uh, Scottish and
0: second D- division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got
1: we've
0: got we've gotten more exotic with this week's picks, but as a result, um, probably, you know, unless you're you're used to these teams and leagues, reasonably difficult to follow, which is why we produce a cheat sheet that you can find in our Patreon. Um, so if you download the Patreon app for your phone or go to www.patreon.com forward slash Trampled um search for search for our podcast, search for tramplebet, uh, sign up to be a member of the Trampled Bet Club, and you will get access to that cheat sheet with all the picks written down in a handy, easy to read, easy-to-access format. You also get this um this podcast as an early release. Gordon, are you able to? <laughs> Release this almost now so it's available at midnight this evening
1: that's uh it will go out at midnight this evening so uh yeah for for all your if you're thinking about watching japanese games in six hours you might have
0: you might have something to do in between now and then so all the all the patrons will get it as a video file um you also get extra content podcasts and extra content cheat sheets as well so uh we had a very good weekend at the Ryder cup there um, a lot of bets coming in day one. A lot of uh, total bets on the USA and USA handicaps coming in as well. And we do content on darts, golf, baseball, horse racing, MMA, a whole lot of other stuff that's only available there. Um, and I would like to say thanks to everyone that supports us on Patreon. Without the the Patreon, this podcast uh, would struggle to exist. So we really do appreciate. And a big hello and welcome to Matthew, um, a new Patreon member that joined over the weekend. Joey, thanks so much. For, for joining us this week and for sharing your best picks of the weekend with us.
3: Of course. Thanks guys for having me. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, thank all of you guys. Um, but most importantly, the the one host who isn't here, which I'm actually a little upset about, uh, John Walker. Um, <laughs> I started following the trampled bet probably a year and a half ago. Um, but it was John who got me into... A-League football at 2 a.m. American <laughs> time. Um, being a greenskeeper, I happen to be up at the <laughs> butt crack of dawn. Um, so naturally, I'm like, ah, why, why not just wake up an hour earlier, catch the first half of uh, some A-League footy, and then go into work? Um, and with so no, John's I, bets. I, I love the podcast.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks, uh, man. But with John's bets last year, a lot of them were both teams to score in the first half. So you didn't even need to catch the second half before you went to work.
3: Exactly, and that was the best part. I mean, the goals just did not stop coming. Well, at least until the end of the season, but yeah, I mean,
0: when nothing happened for like four
1: weeks. Yeah. No, it was good. I mean, great to have you on, Joy, and uh, we'll obviously see you next week for the uh, for the roundup uh, for our for the, for the
0: recap of four winning picks. Yeah, from the Stefan Yeah.
3: Hey, as long as I get the banker and the charity, I, I'll call that a win. You'll call
0: it even from there.
3: <laughs>
0: well, cheers, guys. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Have a good weekend, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnon, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk.